Hi there, welcome to this week's episode of the Heart of a Youth Leader podcast. Over the summer break, it's going to be a bit different. We're not going to do any new episodes of the Heart of a Youth Leader, but rather we're going to replay some of the older episodes. We've had over 100 episodes of this podcast now. Uh, And so what we're going to do is just each week select an older episode that perhaps you'd missed, didn't hear, one of those episodes that perhaps had fewer listens than others. Uh, Sometimes that happens just because of the week it goes out uh, is a time when everyone just is busy or doesn't get to engage with it. Uh, But we don't want you to miss uh, any of what we've been saying and I've been putting into these episodes. So we'll have a a selection. uh, And this week is no different. Uh, I hope you enjoy this replay of the heart of a youth leader. I want to talk to you about courage today. Uh, and uh, this being a characteristic of Jesus. Uh, and I wonder what you think of in terms of courage. Uh, so uh, we can think of, we can often think that people are courageous because they've done something that's never been done before. We can think, dare I say it, of football, of the penalty takers when they, uh, they have the courage to step forward in front of the, the crowds and the TV viewers and their nations holding their breath. I know it's awkward for me to talk about that today, <laughs> of, um, of, of taking that kick. But of course, the courage is actually the, the reverse of the fear, the fear that if I miss, the fear if I fail and I'm going um, uh, to be a figure of, of ridicule at best, of hate at worst. And so the courage to take it is knowing that if, I, if this goes well, then fame and legendary status awaits me. Uh, and that's kind of a human take on courage, that if I can make a difference, it's worth taking the risk. Whereas I, I wonder if there's, uh, when we look at Jesus, there's, there's a moral courage and there's a physical courage. There's the moral courage of taking a stand for the sake of someone else. And there's the physical courage of putting up with whatever comes my way, no matter what, but again, for the sake of others. And I think the difference between what our worldly courage might be and, 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 and a godly courage is that it is a willingness to suffer for a great cause, a willingness to suffer for other people to not suffer. And that's the courage that Jesus demonstrates time and time again in the Gospels. And I just think young people, if they can meet Jesus and see his courageousness, they are going to be attracted. No one wants to follow a weak leader. No one wants to follow someone who, who doesn't, doesn't uh, come good with what they promise and what they talk through. No one wants to follow someone who's not going to stand up for them. They want to follow someone who's going to be committed to them, who will put their life on the line for them and this is the courage that we see in Jesus. At Thrive one of our values is a courageous dependence on the spirit because we don't want to do things that are humanly possible, we want to do things that without God we fail because we want all the glory to go to him. So when things do work out we don't go aren't we great, we go isn't God great Uh, and that's because we depend on his spirit. We're doing things that do not make sense humanly speaking. We don't have the money for most of the things that we think we should do, but we know God does and God provides. And so we trust on his spirit. Now that's not blind faith, hoping 
that God's going to come through. Uh, it's a very real wrestle with our faith when we go, Lord, th- we really think this is what you're asking, but it just doesn't make sense on paper or in our bank account. Uh, but I, I, you know, the story of Thrive and why I started Thrive is because I would rather try and do what we think God is asking us to do and be wrong than to never try and never know. Was that God saying we should do that? And I can remember when I started Thrive 10 years ago, uh, an older gentleman in our church coming up to me and telling me that I was irresponsible for for trying to start Thrive and not getting a proper job, which had a proper salary because I had a wife and three children to support and a mortgage to pay for. And I had no guarantee of income. And he said, well, what are you doing that for? It's irresponsible when you've got these responsibilities. And I said to him, but I just think this might be God. And if God's asking me to do it, I don't want to miss that. I don't want to go through the rest of my life going, I wonder if that was God and I wonder what would have happened. And actually over these last 10 years, been amazed to see the difference that, uh, that Thrive has been able to make, that God has made through Thrive, more importantly, in the lives of youth workers and children's leaders and young people and churches across the area because of how we've been able to support them and invest in them and grow. And that's what I want to see in the future. I don't want people to go, oh, Thrive are great. I want them to look at Thrive and go, isn't God amazing? And there's two passages I want us to focus on in the scripture today, uh, looking at Jesus's courage, both in the book of John. First is in chapter two, uh, starting at verse 13, when Jesus clears the temple courts. It says, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all of all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written zeal for your house will consume me and I love this story because picture this being your church Uh, right or wrong don't don't take it literally but imagine your church is doing something that God doesn't like maybe imagine your church has turned it into a a, a shop and it's not about it becoming commercialized as it's being um, making money from people's willingness to worship and so the, the trading and the swapping of Roman coins for temple coins and all this kind of stuff so that you can have the right sacrifices is manipulating people for financial gain. And Jesus, that's why Jesus says what he does. Now, and a, a person walks into your church when you're doing this market. Uh, you're saying you can't come and sing the worship songs unless you pay so much money. Or you can't, you, you, you're welcome to come, but you can't sit on a chair unless you pay. Or whatever it is. And a stranger comes in and causes chaos and goes, get out of this church. You are not welcome in this church. And you're feeling, hang on a minute. This is our church. We're in charge here. And yet Jesus makes a difference. He doesn't go away, go to his disciples, hang on, we've got to come up with a plan. This isn't, this isn't how it's supposed to be. What are we going to do to try and t- to try and turn this round? Isn't it horrendous? Uh, I'm going to talk to everybody and grumble. He immediately makes a difference. He gets he gets this whip out that he made out of cords. Now the symbolicness of that is this a a, a, 
a whip made out of cords is used for punishment and cleansing. You know, a whip of cords is used uh, in the run-up to the crucifixion. It's a punishment and it's for cleansing. It's not the most effective way to get people cleared of a venue. It, there would be much better physical ways to do it. But actually, he is cleansing the temple. And so the symbolic gesture is there as well. Uh, and uh, and so Jesus takes this physical courage. It's one man against loads. It's a one man against the the, the temple executive. You know the the religious leaders, the the people, the merchants making money. But Jesus t- takes his courage and he just steps out regardless. The second uh, example of Jesus' courage, and you could pick loads, couldn't you? Is is in the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus is arrested. And this is in John chapter 18. Judas Iscariot deceives Jesus and leads the guards to him in the the garden. And in chapter 18, uh, we pick up the story in verse 3. Judas arrives with the guards and they're carrying torches, lanterns and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said, and Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. The soldiers, when they meet Jesus, pull back and they fall on the ground. They they see the Son of God face to face and they cannot help but worship. His bravery, his courage at saying, it's me. This is, this is who you're looking for. He doesn't fl- flee away. He doesn't get the disciples and say, run for it, which is what I would have done. He goes, no, no, it's me. I'm the one you're looking for, knowing all that's to come. It's not that he's got his fingers crossed, hoping it's not going to be as bad as he thinks it might be. He knows what's to come and he goes for it because the moral courage and the physical courage is to stand up uh, and be a sacrifice for the the greater cause and for people's uh, need. And when they fall to the ground, he asks them again, sort of, sorry, who is it you want? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth, they said. So Jesus then says, I told you I am he. If you're looking for me, well, let these men go. Let my disciples go, it's got nothing to do with them. Again, what courage. Because if it was me with a gang of friends and I knew that I was the one they were after and these gang, this gang could be in trouble with me, I'd like, can you come, come with me? I don't want to be on my own. Don't leave me on my own. Let's go through this together. But the courage of Jesus is to say, no, let them go. Let them go. Uh, and we know that that leads to the cross. Uh, and so Jesus's courage is, there's never been someone more courageous. There's never been someone who's put others first, no matter what the cost. And we need that in our in our leadership, in our youth work. We need to be putting our young people first, no matter what the cost. But we can't be Jesus to them. Jesus is Jesus to them. So let's lead young people into his presence. Let them hear the stories of his courage and how much he is for them, how much he has done for them and how much the father wants to be in relationship with him. Because we will see more young people coming to know him. If only we can introduce them properly to who he really is. Go for it.